the college football experience transfer portal and future outlook episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet bet $10 at win bet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app. Yes, you're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing today and let it ride. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome to the college football experience transfer portal and and uh, future outlook of the sport episode. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Had the NFL draft happen, have some other crazy news going on all across the sport. Uh, I am joined by my co-host, former, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi. First down. How you doing, pal? Buddy. Buddy. You know, we're just watching this transfer portal spin crazy out of control. Something new every day. Uh, certainly keeps it uh keeps it entertaining in the offseason. Yeah, and I mean <laughs> it's so funny to see. I I I I don't even know how to gauge my own opinion on this, honestly, because it's crazy as shit. It looks like uh you know, I see outrage from everybody. I mean, Desmond Howard, Aaron Taylor. I mean, you can go on and on and on. Uh, people that have cl- called for the sport. I know Dick Vitale, even though I know he's he's that's been bleeding over into basketball, but basketball too. You've seen it with uh, Chris Likes, the guard of uh, of the Miami Hurricane. Basically, uh, seeing that Nigel Pack, who transferred in from Kansas State, got a big deal and basically is holding out <laughs> with the university. <laughs> Until he gets more money, or he will transfer elsewhere. Wasn't uh, Wong doing that with them too? Oh, did I say Chris likes? I meant Isaiah yeah. Wong. I meant Isaiah yeah, Wong. Yeah. Chris likes is now at Arkansas. A wrong name. Um, but you saw it this weekend also. Uh, uh, the Blitnikoff Award winner, Jordan Addison from Pitt, um, basically was not in the transfer portal. He was not in the transfer portal, and all of a sudden, reports came <laughs> that he was transferring to USC. Hmm. And then he is in the transfer portal now, I believe. And and uh, I think there's an NIL deal at stake. I know Narduzzi was furious. He apparently tried to call uh, Lincoln Riley, but uh, 
I don't know what's going on here, but uh, it seems to be, I mean, it seems like a clear cut tampering case to me, but uh, apparently I think it would get like $3 million. I'd have to pull up what has been speculated. I don't know if any of it's official yet, but I mean, uh, this is like this most obvious, like example that anyone would need to see that like tampering, it has no teeth, you know, you're not allowed to do it, but you can't prove it, you know, unless you have like a wiretap of the coach talking to the player before he's in the transfer portal. Like you just can't prove it. And so I don't know how they're supposed to do anything about it, but uh, that's essentially a useless rule, you know, and now it's just, it's, it's straight up free agency. And I don't know. I, I feel like even in the NFL, there are rules against tampering. Again, I don't know if there's any uh, teeth to those rules, but um, no, I think you can get like doctored picks and stuff. I think in the NFL, but the problem is, or the, the difference is the NFL has leadership at the top. This I mean, yeah. a, I don't think the NCA has the manpower to look into, I mean, all these things going on because if, if, if you, you I mean, can't the just bring up can't the, out that get out the door fast enough. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then, and then when you add in the fact of like, uh, like if they were to look into this, I think Pitt would have, or USC would have a pretty good case of saying, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, players have been, this has happened. There's been a lot of times where players haven't been in the portal and they've probably been contacted. So you almost probably don't have the man hours to police this thing. It's a complete fucking mess. But part of me is is split on this with, Hey, I do think college players should be paid. And I think they were getting paid before. And I thought that created an imbalance because most of the sport was not paying and, right. and a, a large, I mean, a decent selection of teams were paying, which created the imbalance that I think currently exists today. Yeah. So part of me sees this as like, yeah, I mean, it seems like he's they they tampered, but part of me is like, okay, this yeah. is this is uh, this is going to help divide the talent. Now it sucks for Pitt because here you are building something. You got Keaton Slovis who came in from USC, and you just you're coming off an ACC championship. You just had you know uh, your best year in the ACC. You won the ACC championship, but if anything, maybe that's why you come back. I don't know. I, like I said, I'm kind of all over the place on my own opinion on this, but part of me is like, okay. Well, USC has completely just destroyed the transfer portal. Uh, whether it's bringing in, you know, the Oklahoma players that came with Riley, the five-star receiver, and and then the five-star QB, and then going out and getting Travis Dye from Oregon, Brendan Rice, the son of Jerry Rice from Colorado, who was their best football player, if you yeah, ask me, just and their best, their entire starting lineup with yeah. transfer. I mean, and, and then you add this, I mean, they got Colorado's best defensive player, Makai Blackman. Uh, I mean, you could go on and on and on about what they have done in the portal regardless. But part of me is like, well, I know this, I think they'll probably be really, really good next year. <laughs> if, you, yeah. if you're talking about getting the Bolitnikov award winner, pairing him with a couple five-star receivers and then Jerry Rice's son, Brendan Rice, who looked like a, a first round or second round talent to me. Yeah. Then, then, and then pairing him with a quarterback that beat out the, uh, you know, projected it, number one draft pick and the Travis die who just destroyed or uh, Ohio state in Columbus last year. Then you're just like, okay, this team is probably going to be really, really good. But, and that might be good for the sport though. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Uh, like it, I'm, I'm like I said, like I, I kind of hate to see it. I kind of agree when I see Desmond Howard or Aaron Taylor post these videos. And I, I but at the same time, part of me is like, Okay, but this was happening before, and you guys weren't posting videos when 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 players were getting paid, you know, at at LSU, 
uh, and not at, you know, other schools, uh, where was the outrage there? I guess. Cause you yeah. didn't know for sure. You didn't have the smoking gun. You didn't have the proof. I mean, so, when they would have the, I, I would, what, what percentage of the time would you say, uh, recruiting violations or, uh, you know, re- recruiting impropriety was caught and punished. One percent less yeah, than one percent. Less than one percent. So, like, th- that's what I mean. Is like this has been a long time coming. Uh, it's just out there now. Yeah, the, the, it's really hard for me to really gauge my opinion on do I think this is right or do I think this is not for the sport. Um, I don't like. Uh, someone was saying online, and I, I I'm kind of of the same opinion. Like, I don't care if. Yeah. I, in the first place, I'm not even sure I agree that college football players need to be paid or like deserve to be paid. Maybe, you know, based on like the, the value added to the school, certainly, you know, deserve a payout. I mean the TV contracts, man, the TV contracts. Sure. (laughs) I get it. I get it. But like, again, if you sign up for amateur sports, I don't give a flying fuck. If you are helping that uh, organization make money, you signed up under the rules that you don't make money. And you know, that's, that's the agreement you went into and you can go play pro football somewhere else. No, no but you, 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 that, that's, you couldn't, that's, yeah, you, you couldn't. couldn't. And I think that was the problem there. Well, and then I think that isn't still not college football's problem. You know, I, I don't think that amateur sports as a whole need to go out the window because they can generate some money. I think no, those but the problem is, is that I'm all for that deal. But the problem is, is when you have probably 30 institutions that are not living by those rules. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. When, when it's blatantly being broken and it's a slap on the wrist or nothing uh, when it is broken, then you go, okay, let's look at the reality of this situation and what's, what's best. Okay. Maybe the players get paid a little bit. Sure. There's some drawback to that. I'm sure that we could touch on, but uh, it's, it's certainly the players probably prefer that. And, uh, and you know, what else? Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just think, I mean, the, like, especially like, it's so hard to look at it from any era. Cause if you go look in the sixties and seventies, the TV deals were nothing, but only a few teams got on TV. Right. So you can make the case. It was the other way around. Like the players were getting way more than what they, the, the schools were getting. So yeah, it could be, yeah, but, back then. but then but, w- when, when cable TV emerges and stuff and everything goes into the nineties into, I mean, now you look at what was that? I mean, the big 10 and the sec contracts are so ridiculous. It's hard yeah. to, it's hard to really believe that the player, uh, like I, I find it. I, I just think the players, when you have the that college much money, coaches are around. making more money than the pro coaches, you know? Yeah. And so like $10 million a year for some of these college coaches is like, the, the disparity is so glaring between like it, that and pro football in terms of like the payout to the respective people within the organization that obviously it makes, it makes college football look really bad for not paying the players. So I, I understand that completely uh, also, but getting back to what you were talking about, it probably increases the parity. So with all things uh, taken into consideration, you know, the fact that sure there are some drawbacks, but you know, it's, it's, you're screwed either way because you know, it wasn't being reported back or p- punished uh, even when it was illegal. Then at the end of the day, what, what, what ultimately happens? Maybe a little increased parity. Now, obviously a, a Blitnikoff award winner going to USC from a traditionally somewhat mediocre school and pit to a traditional powerhouse, even though they haven't been lately in USC, that that's a, that raises eyebrows. You say, okay, I don't want to see that. And then Jameer Gibson, same situation from Georgia tech to Alabama. You know, he's 
on tape looking like a complete stud, and you're like, uh oh, is this what's going to happen? With the, these are just farm and league. You teams. know damn well he got paid to go to 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 Alabama or whatever. Like you know damn well that did not just come with, Hey, come play at Alabama. Well, I could see wanting to transfer to a team that wins. I don't necessarily think that I'm, um, did he probably get paid? Absolutely. Of I course. would think uh, I, I don't, I would actually believe that a hundred percent he got paid, Yeah, but I would think so too. I don't think there's probably many players on Alabama's roster that haven't gotten some kind of bag dropped. You know, now they don't have to, yeah. but uh, I do think that, you know, at the same time, you know, we were looking at the numbers. Obviously, you can't transfer up from Power Five to Power Five, but uh, more people are transferring down than up. You know, whether that be to the uh, uh, Group of Five or FCS or Division Two, Three, players tend to transfer down more than they do up. And you know, allowing for a higher rate of transfer, you know, that that may increase parity too. So it's something that we have to kind of watch closely to see who's benefiting most. And even then, I don't know that that necessarily should be the reason for restricting transferring or not. You know, the, the irony here is this. I mean, I saw someone tweet this and who knows how true this is, but if he was to make $3 million a year, uh, you know, he did win the Blitnikoff award winner, but there's nothing saying he's going to beat out Mario Williams, a five-star from, from uh, Oklahoma, or they also have a nice incoming freshman and also Brendan rice who was really good at Colorado. There's nothing saying that he wouldn't be the third wide out on USC. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now I, I, if you win the Blitnikov, I tend to think you would be the, 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 the one or two, but sure. But my point is, is that, that I mean, he, Kobe Bryant was the uh, Thorpe award winner and he was the number, probably the number two corner on the, uh, his own team based on the draft position. That's what I mean. And then you have, so then you would have something where like, it was funny. I saw someone tweet this saying that he would make you know, more money as the third receiver at USC than the third receiver in the NFL. So then it's like, do you stay in college longer? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you I would definitely think, think that could be coming, man. It, it's only going to go up. We're just now like starting to figure out what these players actual value is to these college teams. And guess what? It's, it's skyrocketing across the board. So who knows when that's going to stop? I, I, I mean, in a way it's fascinating. Cause you think like a team back pony express SMU, if any school just got together with some alumni, some rich guys and said, fuck it. Let's like, like, honestly, I don't know how Oregon's not Phil Knight should be killing this. Yeah. You know I what mean, I mean? Like Oklahoma state could become a player. Yeah, real quick. I mean, but, but all it takes is one rich ass alumni to say, you know, what is it? I, I mean, I, I'd have to pull up the stuff, but I mean, like I don't know, New Mexico, if they have a rich ass dude, that's like, you know what? Fuck this. I want to be good in football this year. Yeah. Let's do that. And I think it can actually be a write-off in many cases for some of these, these oh, companies. Sure. Yeah. So let's see uh, Elon Musk college. Where did he go? <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, I have no idea. Probably University of Pennsylvania. He, he went to Stanford. Could, I don't think they're short on money. Dude, Stanford if they wanted to, but they, they have to have the, the love for football, but just, yeah. If if one person just wanted to say, "Hey, let's make Stanford top ten every year," you have so <laughs> much. I mean, like, like the Ivy League schools, person. the Ivy League schools could be so fucking good if they wanted to. Yeah. Which which will kind of get me to my next thing. But before I get there, I do want to say, isn't it also ironic that Pitt won the ACC championship and, and USC won four games last year? <laughs> so the, well, he's leaving a team that was like in the New Year's Six. That was very close to making the college football playoff. Essentially, if they had they not sputtered against Western Michigan, they probably would have been in the playoffs. Yeah. As opposed to a four zero in team that yes, you just went out and got a new coach, but the reality was they were shit last year. 
Um, what do you make of that? <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that he has familiarity with the uh, coaching staff at Pitt as well. You know, you got to start from scratch, building relationships, all this shit to go to a team that was way worse last year than the team you were already on. That that's probably money. I mean, unless he really <laughs> is very confident that USC is going to the uh, playoffs next year, which I think it's way too early to say that. Then you know. Leaving unless he hated Pitt, but he obviously was doing pretty well there. Like, why would you hate him if they just won you the fucking Bolitnikoff award? Right. Well, maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe some of that USC trend. Maybe at a uh, Ray Allen uh, recruiting visit. And uh, <laughs> well, he wasn't in the portal. Maybe he just went to L. He went to Disneyland, and next thing you know, five blondes were uh, were with him. <laughs> I don't right. know, but uh, all right, we got some more to talk. I want to talk about the uh, the future of college football with the uh, potential uh, Big Twelve news, and uh, all, there's a lot of stuff going on. NFL draft just happened. We'll talk that in a second. I want to tell you guys though that the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. Make sure to get down on WinBet's bet ten dollars to win two hundred dollar promotion, where a ten dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with WinZone. Build your own bet feature. I mean, that's pretty awesome. All all users can receive a twenty dollars free bet when when they uh, win, lose, or push on a three plus leg. Uh, build your own bet parlay essentially between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer for the NBA playoffs. Uh, there's so much to choose from. All you have to do is uh, download the WinBet app or visit WinBet.com. That's W Y N N Bet.com to get started today. Uh, offer subject to change. Uh, offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older in present state to play where winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. <laughs> We're also brought to you by Trade Coffee. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, you gotta love this. Uh, look, Trade Coffee uh, sends you freshly roasted beans from 60. Of the country's best craft roasters, small businesses uh, who who pay farmers you know fair prices to you know to sustain sustainably. Jeez, if I could talk, source the greatest beans from around the world. Um, whether your friends call you a coffee snob or just you know uh, maybe a, a know-it-all when it comes to coffee, uh, coffee tastes perfectly. It really does. Trade coffee really does. Uh, the trade coffee real coffee experts personally taste. Uh, test over 450 roasts. Jesus, 450 different coffees you're throwing in your face. Uh, so they know exactly what to recommend for you because the truth is whether I like it or whether you like it, you know, difference happens in this world. All right. Uh, maybe you like this blend. Maybe I like this blend. All right. Um, they'll figure it out for you. That's the, that's the best part about it. So right now uh, trade is offering new subscribers, a total of $30 off your first order. Plus free shipping. When you go to tradecoffee.com slash SGP, Boom. That, that's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started today by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let the trade find you a coffee that you'll love. You don't get a, become a little bit of a connoisseur, a sommelier of sorts, if you will. Yes. Get, get some culture, get some class. Yes. And I also want to tell you why you're doing that. The college football experience is brought to you by athletic greens. All right. And their AG one supplement. You're probably wondering, Hey, what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG one, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start the day. Right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, your aging, all those things. 
and it costs less than $3 a day to make it easy. Athletic greens is going to give you uh, a free one year supply of their immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. That's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by IP vanish. Yes. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Yep. That's right. With that, without added security, you might as well be giving away all that stuff to hackers, advertisers, your ISP and other prying eyes. Uh, that's why we use IP vanish VPN to make it easy and truly stay private, you know, and secure on the internet. IP vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting hundred percent of your data. That means all your private details, your emails, your passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. Perhaps university of Pitt could have used IP vanish uh, or <laughs> uh, makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. Uh, IP vanish is really easy to use too. All you have to do is tap one button and you're literally, you're, you're just instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use the promotional code SGP and claim 70% off your savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right, Patty C. So I just want to dive into this. Well, first off, there's talk, you know, uh, the paperwork has been filed. We're looking like next college football season. Mm-hmm. BYU is already a go. The, that was filed a long time ago, but it seems like BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF will be in the big 12, not 2022, 23, 23, 24. Correct. No, I thought 20 next year, this time next year, not yeah. this year. Yeah. Not this yeah. Next yeah. year, this time so 23, 24, but also the big 12 kind of wants to hold to make Texas and Oklahoma live out their contract. Nice. Yeah. Get the, get the most, get the bang for your buck. So that could be pretty hilarious if they stay in that. Now there's still time that they could be bought out and the big 12 get a ton of money, but it would be great to see all these teams have to face Texas and Oklahoma and see, uh, you know, when the NFL draft just happened, Patty C and you know, I think I, I, I sent you this caption here, but uh, there's a lot of levels to this that I, I want you to, uh, I want your opinion on here. First off uh, we have the new big 12 schools, Cincinnati, Houston, BYU, and UCF put 14 players in the NFL draft. Meanwhile, Oklahoma and Texas had seven <laughs> granted and, twice as many teams and twice as many players. Well, but. how about this? Cincinnati had more than Oklahoma and Texas combined. <laughs> True. So True. <laughs> you could spin this many different ways. Uh, Texas had zero zero players drafted Patty. That's unbelievable for, for a team with the biggest athletic budget in all of college football, all of college sports to produce zero first rounders when in a state, no, 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 we're not even talking first rounders, zero, seven rounders. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And how about this? I'm curious here because you look at this and say, and no matter how you slice it up, um, Okay, Texas, this is according to 24/7 Sports. Their recruiting rankings during those years. And I even went back so 7th, 25th, 3rd, 3rd and 8th. And those are all the ones that would be of age to be in the NFL. The those NFL are the last last five recruiting cycles. Uh I believe no, I didn't use the most recent because oh, they wouldn't yeah. be of age. Okay. Um 
So it was the five. Oh, so pre- you yeah. used uh, three years, uh, three years. Because the COVID and year made it odd, you know, like, so. Okay. Um, gotcha. 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 Seventh, 25th. So four of the five top 10, five of five in the top 25. Look, I know we've gotten into this before and we just saw Georgia have a shit ton of players drafted. I've always been a believer that recruiting rankings are overrated. And, and this is to me, your, your, what this is uh, your smoking gun. In my opinion of like, this is the proof right here. This is unbelievable here to give you an idea, folks, to give you a fucking idea here. Uh, Baylor had, let's go through some of the state of Texas. Baylor had six players drafted. Yeah. Baylor doesn't uh, chart in the top 20 in, 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 in the, I, I looked at the two years that they would have upperclassmen essentially. Yeah. Baylor didn't have a top 20 recruiting class in any of those years. Mm, they had mm, six mm. players go to the NFL draft. Basically same as Oklahoma, Oklahoma had seven, seven. Yes. But wow. Oklahoma did chart in the top 20, both those years. Sure. Now, even if you want to look up other schools in Texas, SMU had two. Uh, Texas Tech had two. Um, yeah, I mean, A and M had, I think, A and M had four, right? Yeah. I mean, what what do you make of that? And and I mean, that's pretty fucking pathetic. Houston well, it, had three. It is one of the most pathetic stats I've ever heard for Texas. Um, you know, especially when you consider the other teams that are just churning out players. Um, I do think that you would probably still see a very strong correlation between number of players drafted and, you know, their position within the recruiting rankings. Um, but I will say what I think your argument has always been is that a, you know, they're, they're overrated, maybe inaccurate, whatever, but really as it relates to playing the actual games, it's like, okay that doesn't take into account development of players and which clearly Luke fickle's done an amazing job of. And so when these people see teams of equal records and they say, Oh, your recruiting uh, rankings were way higher. So therefore you're definitely going to get the benefit of the doubt. It's like, no, you have to let them play on the field because clearly a team like Cincinnati is churning out way more talent than Texas is. Cincinnati just put nine players. That was third. Most Georgia was one LSU was two. Cincinnati put more players in the pros than Alabama did. Yeah. And, and, and they're not even anywhere close to the top 25 in, 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 in rankings. And that's your ultimate uh, like guide to recruiting rankings and, and talent uh, because those are, that's evaluated by the best of the best uh, and the highest paid talent evaluators. And they're getting paid millions and millions of dollars, you know, to, to uh, play in the NFL. So they're being evaluated closely. And clearly they think that, Hey, you know, these guys are the best and they're just, they just happen to have been three stars and they're playing for non-traditional powers. I mean, it's just so eye opening to me on like, okay. And and then, I mean, we can dive deeper into this Um, USC who was top 10, all of those years, actually, I believe. Yeah. Top 10. They put three players in the NFL guess UCLA just put six, right? Yeah. San Diego state put four, you know, I would like to see it on a year over year basis and see it sustained and see, you know, maybe these teams are just having an off year. Maybe they, if they sent 12 last year, which they, most of these teams won't have obviously, but, and then they sent two or three this year, 
then and if you're holding them only, you know, accountable for or, or giving them only credit for what they've accomplished this year, then I think that's that's off. But it's it's something, you know. But I, I do want to see what it is sustained over time. But I, I until I see that, you know, you just have the data we have right here. It's pretty eye opening. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, yes, okay. Georgia won the national championship despite only going one and one against Bama. They had 15 players drafted. Um, but hey, I mean that and that broke a record. So I mean, obviously Georgia's doing something right. 16 of you had accounted. That that's another one. The Florida State guy, Jermaine Johnson. How about this? Florida State and Miami both put just one player in the NFL draft. <laughs> one and as you just pointed out, <laughs> Florida State didn't even recruit that guy. Yeah, and Florida State's guy was a transfer from Georgia. So basically Florida State zero, Miami one. How about this? Mario Cristobal coming over from Oregon? He only put one player in the NFL draft at Oregon. Mr. Ace recruiter, uh, you know, w- which is supposedly uh, you know, gonna make up for his poor game management. Uh maybe not so much. I mean, to give you guys an idea, North Dakota State had two. South Dakota State had two. You know, like, but I but but I think the real thing here is so the conference went like this. It went, I mean, SEC had number one, Big Ten had number two, which you would also expect, not only because they have 14 teams, but also because they have been the two best conferences in college football. At number three was Pac 12, number four was Big 12, number five was ACC. And get this the AAC was just two players behind the AA, the ACC and the ACC has three more teams. Wow. So per team, the ACC is or AAC is more talented than the ACC. I mean, that's what, actually not that surprising. I mean, it is that surprising. It is that surprising to me when I look at, uh, you know, the, the, the recruiting rankings, certainly. Well, I mean, when but, I see Boston college getting more, as many players or more in than Miami or, or Florida state. That's, that's pretty wild. It is weird. It's definitely not at all. Like what you've been Clemson only had two players to expect Clemson. And one, and one of them was in the seventh round Clemson. <laughs> so that begs the question, Patty C has Clemson. Are they officially have they, have they fallen off? I think Clemson was always like on the verge and not on the verge. I but mean, they had was, two in the first round a year ago. They were always, yeah. I mean, they, they've they've churned out talent, but but Clemson's. I mean, in terms of Clemson cranking cranking out NFL draft picks, no, I don't think so. I think they're still getting good recruits. But the fact that like line play has never been their their real strength, and they've always kind of been like a speed team. That was always like, okay, well, if you don't have your speed guys for one year, then guess what? You're not gonna be that good. Uh, or if your quarterback's not playing great ball, cause they've, they've done uh, great quarterback play, but I still, and they've in, improved across the line recruiting wise. Um, but uh, I still think they're going to be cr- uh, cranking out top players, but they uh, that's just still not their thing. Like the, the, the offensive line. So until they, that happens, I think they're, they're always on the verge of losing a couple games that they probably shouldn't. Coastal Carolina put the same amount of pros in as Clemson this year. Those are two South Carolina schools. And by the way, University of South Carolina put three. Um, I, I find these numbers fascinating. I know that's just one year, so it's it's looking at it with like you know uh, you're sitting there saying, okay, well, what does this really mean? Yeah. No, but it, it does mean something to me. It does mean something to me. I'm going to go through the top four of each conference. So Georgia, the most ever. 15 players drafted in seven yeah. rounds. LSU was second in the sec at 10. Does that prove how bad of a coaching job? I mean, 
That was the second most in the SEC, but it was also the second most in all of uh, in, in all of college football. <laughs> and they what went what six and seven last year? Yeah, I mean, you uh, UCLA smacked them in Pasadena. You know, like that's crazy. You had ten pros on that team, let alone you know your underclassmen that are going to be in the pros. Yeah, and, and you struggle that bad. Three was Alabama with seven, and four was Ole Miss with six. Are any of those surprising to you? Um, in terms of, um, I would think maybe like Florida should be higher than Ole Miss, you know. But we said uh, it was Georgia, Bama, and who was third? No, two was LSU. Or LSU. Two was LSU ahead of Bama by three players, and uh, oh, I mean, Ole Miss was one player away from being the same as Bama, right? So, but that was the order. Then uh, Georgia, uh, LSU, Bama, then Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean those first three are to be expected. Ole Miss, someone's got to finish in that fourth spot. I would but, think. Yeah. But Auburn charted in the top ten recruiting. They weren't there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I would want to see it year over year. But yeah, pr- pretty, uh, pretty sus. You know, when you're not cranking out talent after recruiting at such a high level. So then, then the Big Ten, uh, Penn State was one, number one with eight, which was third in the nation, by the way. Solid. That makes you wonder about James Franklin, though, because Ohio State was seven, Michigan with five, Wisconsin with five. Should Penn State be better, Patty C? Uh, probably. I mean, I don't know. I may, maybe Franklin just gets his guys to stay around a little longer, and maybe this is just an up year for them in terms of uh, having a nice cycle, but. If you're if you're throwing eight players in the league, yeah. Well, I mean, what did they do last year? They were like eight and four. Yeah, and I think the year before they had a bad year. That was a COVID year, but they still, I think, were two and four, maybe or something like that. Yeah, they had a really tough year. Yeah, I just feel like based off your talent, you should be a little bit better. The Pac-12. You know who was number one in the Pac-12? Who's that? UCLA. Six players. When Chip Kelly, he's not anywhere close to that on the recruiting rankings. However. Six players were drafted from UCLA this past year. He does a great job of, of developing that talent. Arizona State, surprise, surprise, was second with five, and Washington was third with four, and then USC fourth with three. Any of that shocking to you? Uh, yeah, USC only having three. <laughs> yeah, like I said, San Diego State put more players in the pros than than USC this year. This year, <laughs> it's just so unbelievable because, like, when you watch a program like USC. And and what they're able to do, obviously, you know, we can most of us can remember what they were doing in the early two thousands under Pete Carroll or mid two thousands. Um, so I think because everyone still remembers that, they could still like get it going really fast. But it's just amazing that they've fallen off as far as they have. I mean, I suppose they've been recruiting well, but they just they're not developing well and they're not playing well, and it's been that way for a minute. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. My case on, on this recruiting potentially, if you're looking at those two years specifically, where there'll be upperclassmen this year of this draft, um, seniors and juniors, is that the teams that chart Miami, Florida State, USC, Oregon, and Texas all are in the top twelve there. And really, I think if you combine all of them, and especially if you take out Jermaine Johnson, but even if you're adding Jermaine Johnson at Florida State, that's what. USC had three, Texas had zero, Miami one, Florida State one, Oregon one. That's that's six players with how many schools? Five? Is that five schools? Yeah, that have all pretty much been in the national championship in the last decade. 
That, but they were all that, that. I mean, that is to me flat out evidence that I think the the, the recruiting rankings can be a, a bunch of bullshit uh, in the middle there. Like, yes, Georgia. You could argue that back and say, well, Georgia had this many. Sure, they got they got that one right, but they got a lot fucking wrong in there. <laughs> so says the NFL draft, at least. Um, uh, the Big Twelve. Oklahoma finished number one with seven, despite not playing in the Big Twelve championship. Patty C. Baylor number two at six. Iowa State at at number three with four. Oklahoma State at number four with uh, three. Are you surprised Iowa State getting into that mix? Still haven't had a first rounder in like three hundred years, but I mean, <laughs> um, Brees Hall was was pretty damn close to that with going with what the the third or fourth pick in the second round. Yeah. By the way, man, the Jets did great. I know you got to be happy about that. Yeah, Jets finally now they got rid. Of, they got to get rid of those shit ass uniforms. Um, <laughs> go back to those '80s ones. Um, That's right. But uh, are you surprised that uh, when Oklahoma Baylor? See, to me, when I see this, I see Baylor and, Ohio, and Iowa State really develop their talent, and even Oklahoma State finishing f- fourth, but yet was you know uh, in the Big Twelve championship. It these things tell me certain things, like the coaches coach up. Well, it's pretty clear too when you're like watching the level of them on the field. Now, I also would say that you know, they're maybe they're just better at evaluating talent than the recruiting services because Brees Hall looks the part. You know, it's like how how did that guy not get a higher recruiting ranking when he looks like a freaking golden god? Maybe he didn't look like that when he came through the doors, but he's he's a prototype in terms of a speed back. So. Um, Maybe they just have a better eye, you know. Texas and West Virginia had zero players drafted. Uh, Texas and West Virginia. That's shocking. Kansas had a player drafted. Kansas State put a two in the two in <laughs> oh, the draft. So Kansas beats Texas for a second time this year. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, ACC number one was Virginia Tech, tied with North Carolina. They both put four players in the NFL draft. Number three was NC State. Number four was Clemson. Are you shocked there? Um, no, give me that order again. Virginia Tech, North Carolina, NC State, Clemson. Not particularly. Obviously, you'd expect Clemson to be at the top there, but uh, a little bit of a down year. Um, but no, the other three, I mean, that's pretty much what I would expect. Maybe Miami and Florida State, obviously. Yeah, I was about sure. to say, I was like, wait, you don't have Miami and Florida State in there? They should be one and two, right? Yeah, yeah. How uh, about this, buddy? The Missouri Valley Conference. Put in eight draft picks. Nice. Uh, the Conference USA had six. The MAC had six. The Sun Belt only had six. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty fucking impressive. That is. Uh, it just sh- uh, shows you, Big Twelve, uh-huh, that uh, North Dakota and South Dakota State, you know, probably Big probably Twelve worth- or Mountain West <laughs> or, Mountain <laughs> or West. AAC. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Any of those. Even Big Ten shit. Yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, UTSA, Mountain West, Mountain U- West, UTSA had two players drafted. Uh, Texas zero. That's, I think I find this shit fascinating. I find it absolutely fascinating to me. Like, uh, why why are we so excited about Texas? I mean, why is everyone saying, oh, when Texas leaves the Big Twelve, Big Twelve's done, and the SEC is just going to load up? Yeah. I mean, sure, you could say the two national championship appearances in the last sixteen years uh, are, are good reason. If, if Texas is once every eight years, but if the other remainder of the, uh, eight years is losing records or, or 500 seasons, then 
Yeah, I would say that maybe uh, maybe people are getting a little ahead of them ahead of themselves there, uh, hyping Texas and the SEC. Yeah, and I want to say it's been a while. I'm trying to quickly pull up uh, pull up how they have done uh, in general in history because I don't think it's just a one year thing. I'm pulling it up right now. I I want to say it's been a substantial amount of years since they like they. Okay, so uh, in 2021, they did have five players drafted. Mm-hmm. Five. Uh, but none of them were in the first round. They haven't had a first round draft pick since 2015. Mm. Again, not what you'd expect from a team that kind of has access and first pick of one of the three super talented states in the country, you know you would expect them to be cranking out the way Alabama is. I mean, but to give you an idea, they've only had two first round draft picks in the last decade, uh, in the last decade. That's unbelievable. And that was uh, a defensive back. Kenny Vaccaro from uh, for the saints yep. and with pick 32. So the last pick of the first round, Malcolm Brown to the new England Patriots. So almost one. <laughs> I find that I, I mean I find that crazy. I feel I feel like I feel like they're the most overrated. Th- the fact that they have dictated so much change in college football, <laughs> yeah. I find them to be a a. It, it's to me, it's like a head scratcher. Like Oklahoma, With one I, national championship win since what the nineteen seventy. What you have won? So does Georgia Tech. So does Colorado. <laughs> I don't understand it, man. I really don't. Money, 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 money. It's that logo. It's Matthew McConaughey. You it's know. it's that five and seven season a year ago. <laughs> let me let me tell you what. Let me ask you a question, actually, because the SEC took a big dump on A and M. I feel like for a while in terms of scheduling, not give, giving them hard back to backs, giving them tough road spots, um, not not really giving them much love in the scheduling department. Among other things, I felt like they they did the same thing to Missouri they wanted to prove it that like hey teams teams come in the SEC and they're not immediately going to you know dominate the conference because that would be a bad look for the SEC you know so they make it a little rough on them and then over time they bring them in but Texas if they come in and get rolled it's just going to you know it's i feel like it's going to demoralize Texas and what what's Texas Texas i feel like has a, a lot more uh, sway than a and M. So is Texas going to be like, no, 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 you guys are giving us a favorable schedule. You guys are giving us great non-conference opponents, like, or uh, cross division opponents for the first five years. Um, I just wonder how they're going to treat Texas in Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Let me ask you this though, this yeah. year, I know we're going to dive into this with our team previews on the college football experience. We do a podcast for all every single team in the FBS. Uh, so we will get to this starting this, you know, this summer, this June, when we start diving into stuff. But if you look at the schedule this year, Texas Longhorns, they're home to ULM September 3rd. That's a win. I know that I know, I know they've had problems. I think didn't they get swept by Maryland back to back games, back to back opening, opening years. Yeah. <laughs> I think they'll beat ULM, but they got Bama in Austin week two. That's a hard L. You know, and this is a sneaky one. Right after Bama, they get UTSA in Austin. Oh, oh! If Alabama delivers a very hard uh, body blow there, which they're obviously capable of, man, Texas better watch out. So let's say Texas gets the Roadrunners, even though I think they better watch out. <laughs> they better watch out. Then they're at Texas Tech. 
those games have been wild lately. Yep. Texas I'm, Tech getting better. Texas Tech circling this, knowing that they're leaving the Big 12 soon. Maybe that's a sneaky game. Then they're home to West Virginia. Okay, I'll give them that, right? Win? Yeah. So what would you say? You think they'll be four and one, five games in? No. No. I think they lose one of those. I they think they lose one of those. Yeah, I think they're three and two. Yeah. Then they have the Oklahoma game, the Cotton Bowl, the Red River Shootout. Um, you know, the Red River Shootout, uh, Patty C. There you go. What do you what do you got? Uh I mean, I would favor Oklahoma. You? Uh it's tough to say without uh Jeff Levy, Dylan Gabriel? Yeah, yeah, you got to figure plus uh defense. Seven probably. players just drafted to zero. I think their programs are on different levels. Uh well, that game just always throw out the record book. It's a coin toss, but I think Oklahoma gets them for sure. You know, if I if I had to bet the money line, I'm taking Oklahoma. Um So that would then, put them then at 3 and 3, right? Yeah. Then they're home to Iowa State. And then a road to Oklahoma State. I say they split that. Okay, so four and four. Yeah. They get a bye week. They're at K State. I really like K State this year with Martinez and Vaughn. Yeah. I'm on K State. I bet they split the next two between uh at K State and a home game against TCU. So they might get both of them. They might get both of them, but uh, I'll, I'll give them a split. Five and five at Kansas, home to Baylor. I, I'll say they win three out of those last four. So seven and five. Yeah. Is that <laughs> does that keep his job? <laughs> it probably shouldn't. Because then he would be what twelve and twelve in two years. Man, man, yeah. It is uh, curious what they're going to try and do. Does that lose them uh, old Arch Manning too? I don't know. It probably doesn't make that big of a difference one way or another. But to talk about something that could get him fired is not not getting that recruit. Um, I just I just think it's ridiculous that Texas gets this this treatment. Uh, yeah, okay, you got you got money and you're alumni, but on the football field you haven't been very good right. for a decade. I don't get it. <laughs> and you're not cranking out any talent in the draft. Look, so. Colorado's been struggling, but I, uh, but I get it. Like I'm a Colorado fan. They've sucked. Right? They suck now. Right? They're not the days of the. Uh, there's a great. There was a good article actually on the the uh, the athletic about that. How in the 80s and 90s, you know, Colorado. I want to say in 95 or not. No, 96 or 97 had was tied for second most players in the league. I think Miami was the only school ahead of them. Yeah. They just had a, a draft where they had no one drafted. Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. What has I mean, happened? I, it is funny. Cause like, you know, I would say if you look back over the last 40 years, uh, dating back to whenever Colorado really started turning it on sometime in the eighties, then uh, I would say they probably have had a similar amount of players drafted and maybe even a similar amount of wins for the program uh, as a whole. And, uh, and yet Texas has 15 times the, the sway, you know, in terms of like uh, managing it's because they, they spend a lot of money on their athletic programs and a lot of people watch them. Yeah. Eyeballs, man. Yeah. So I don't know. We got you covered though on the college football experiences. This we're going to break down everything. Remember me, Patty CNC, Nick tomorrow going to break down uh week three college football season coming up. Uh, we go week by week and we've already released the first uh, week zero week one and week two episodes. Go listen to those. 
Uh, we did a, we graded every coach that was hired all 30 in the off season. So go listen to that episode and uh, yeah, subscribe to the college football experience. Tell a friend, subscribe to the college basketball experience as well. That's getting crazy with the transfer portal there. And I yell all this crazy stuff and uh, subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast. We've had a lot of fun with the USFL this year. So subscribe over there at USFL gambling on Twitter. Uh, we are on Twitter at uh, the college football experiences on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Subscribe, tell a friend. Um, what else do we got? Uh, check out the sports gambling podcast. They're always killing it with stuff. NFL draft just done. Had Chris long there drafting with them. Uh, that was fantastic. Check out that episode and all their other great content. They're doing same with the, the sports gambling podcast network The right now is, is what it's, you got the Kentucky Derby coming. You got, we got you covered with the, the, all our great platforms. Um, uh, NBA, ga- NBA, NBA playoffs. We got the NBA gambling podcast, the NHL gambling podcast. Check out all that stuff. Golf gambling podcast. Golf is doing great. NASCAR gambling podcast. Check out all that stuff. A lot of great stuff out there for you folks. Uh, get the SGPN app, which is free to download in the app store and Google play store. And uh, yeah, Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. And like I said, the college football experience on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Yeah, buddy. Subscribe to all of those. And uh, yeah, let's enjoy uh, college football talk year round. It stays college football season here. This is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. You come from a land down under. Oh